I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about gadgets. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I love high-tech gadgets. Uh, We have them all around us each and every day. It seems like more and more we're using those things. In fact, I heard the best gadget to find furniture in the dark. I don't know if you ever needed to find furniture in the dark. Well, the best gadget to find furniture in the dark is our pinky toe. Oh boy, I think I've had that happen a few times. But my dad and I have always enjoyed uh, new gadgets. You know, we're always getting them for each other for Christmas and birthdays and other uh, events throughout the year. And now my son feels the same way. He loves those things. But uh, when I was growing up, the go-to store to find new gadgets was Radio Shack. You remember those? Sadly, it went out of business in 2015. But I remember going in that store to find remote control cars and CB radios and electronic games as well as uh, various plugs and cables and connectors. Seems like there was always something we needed around uh, the house or the church. And uh, they typically had it. You know, our family loved that store so much that dad even entered a jingle contest for them back when I was a kid and uh, wrote a short song for them. And I remember the end line was that they gave a realistic experience to me, (laughs) which realistic, of course, was one of their self-developed gadget brands. But uh, as I mentioned, I was uh, really into electronic games as a kid, and there was one game called Merlin that I kept with me all the time. It was a game where lights would blink with a sound on the game, and you had to match the pattern that it showed you by pressing buttons. Uh, Another version of that game I've seen out there is called Simon, so I I guess I just give them names like that. (laughs) But I also had an electronic football and basketball game from Mattel, just a little handheld game, and uh, it had little red lights. And for the basketball game, you could shoot it as a basketball and pass it around, uh, you know, shoot it into the hoop, or... You could, uh, in the football game, run it like a a football player, like a running back, past all these other little red dots. And uh, as you go past them, as long as they didn't tackle you or touch you, I guess, you'd get a touchdown. And uh, I'm sure as I was rapidly slamming those buttons (laughs) over and over again to make that red dot run, it was probably pretty annoying to my parents, especially since I would uh, play those games for hours. Um, I also enjoyed home video games. I don't know if you like to do those or not, but uh, I know they're pretty extensive now. But back in the day, we had Atari and Nintendo were the main ones. And I would uh, get so into playing those games that I'd often break the controller and have to replace it. <laughs> Atari was especially easy to do that with as they had had you use what they called a joystick. And I had the button on the side there and then just the stick that you controlled. And if you were running from a ghost in Pac-Man and tried turning a corner with force, you could easily snap the base of that controller with ease. I know because I did it a few times, unfortunately. But in high school, I remember that some of the new gadgets coming out were things like watches with calculators on them and radar detectors and pagers and all these things for your car uh, as well. But, uh, you know, we also had uh, new things called Walkmans, 
which uh, that's where you could carry your music around you wherever you went. That was a new thing. And those used cassettes uh, to play. Then later they released the Discman, which let you play compact discs. The only bad thing with that was the early version, uh, just one small jolt (laughs) of any kind, and they would skip like crazy. You know, they eventually adjusted those so they uh, they wouldn't do that so often. And, and so that was nice. But, uh, you know, we were blown away eventually when they released the iPods to the world. And uh, just the idea that you could run, jump, or even fall down while listening to music with those in your, your ears, the little earbuds, it wouldn't skip. And that was just amazing because it was all digital music. As a young adult, I worked at Circuit City Store there in Nashville. I think those have closed mostly as well. And I worked there in Nashville when I first moved there. And that put me in a difficult position because I loved products so much, those techie products. I wanted to use the money from my paycheck to get the latest gadgets that I was actually helping to sell. You know, one item that I picked up around that time was one that I actually bought across the street at Service Merchandise, another I think a long gone store and it was a digital golf game that allowed you to hook it up to your TV and see actual video of your golf shot and a live crowd cheering for you. They mix somehow DVD uh, video with uh, that technology where you could interact with it. And uh, I think uh, during our podcast on technology, I referred to several modern gadgets as well that we have around our house. And uh, those things are uh, like digital connections for our garage door where we can contact or or do those things from anywhere in the country or the world. Uh, We also have those outside lights. We can do the same thing. Plus, we have security cameras that we can access on our phones from anywhere we want. You know, we talked about how incredible it is to now have the same technology in our little phones we keep with us all day and some all night that require uh, that required an entire room of computers. I don't know if you remember that, uh, anybody that's been around as long as I have to accomplish just a few decades ago, they had to do that, uh, have just a whole room full of computers. But I'm looking forward to seeing what new gadgets might be coming along in the future that we can try to see if it uh, makes things any easier for us in our daily lives. You know, I follow a few tech sites on social media where they are uh, introducing new robots who can do almost anything a human or animal can do. And it's pretty scary. They can jump and climb steps and and do calculations and speak and do all these things. It's crazy. But uh, there's a company I I follow called Firefly who uh, actually connects hundreds of lighted drones together to be able to form patterns and uh, words and pictures just out of lights in the sky. It's amazing to see those huge light formations uh, up there in the sky as the drones all respond to digital choreography from the ground. I've also seen a new hologram booth by Proto that uh, sends a signal from any internet connected location in the world into a box that makes it look like that person is literally in the room and uh, it is being used for educational conferences and business meetings at this moment. Uh, they, they show examples of that online. I also enjoy following various manufacturers of different forms of transportation for the future. You know, there's jetpacks and hovering watercrafts and several versions of flying cars out there now. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorites is one that I heard Elon Musk is actually kicking funds into through a company called Aleph. Aleph. 
A-L-E-F. And uh, it looks like a futuristic car, but uh, the middle is actually a bulb-style cockpit. And the sections surrounding that bulb include covered propellers, like on a drone. And what's unique about this flying car is that it can be driven like normal on the road, but if you got stuck in traffic, you could just press a button and that automatically would raise you up above all the traffic, enough to clear, and then move you forward and then set you back down on the road. And it has an autopilot feature that makes it autonomous, and that just uh, means that you could put in an address where you would like to go, and it would fly you there automatically. Isn't that amazing? Now, I think there are a lot of obstacles currently in the way of making it a viable travel option for the everyday Joe, but it's a step closer to, I would call it, the Jetson-type travel options that we loved seeing as kids, right? You know, I heard it said once that we are basically living like the Jetsons now with our Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls and our Roomba robot vacuum cleaners. You know, they, they put up what uh, what we're using versus what was in the cartoon, and it looks very similar. <laughs> it also reminds me of the last part of the Spaceship Earth ride at Epcot in Disney World, where you can pick your favorite mode of futuristic transportation and uh, living facilities on an interactive cartoon that uses your own face on the main characters. And you can choose to live in the sea or in the desert or in the, in space. And it's fun to fantasize about, you know, what gadgets we might use in the future. But uh, the only gadgets we really see in the Bible are basic tools and modes of transportation and ways to communicate. You know, but I, uh, I, I like the scripture in 1 Corinthians 10.31 that reminds us to be careful of how we use the things we have been given in life. And that can include our high-tech gadgets, can it? In fact, it says there in that uh, 1031, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that is why we're trying to uh, you know, use those things and do whatever we can in the church to uh, benefit the Lord's kingdom. You know, We use gadgets to reach the lost and show love where it's needed. In fact, we have a page on Facebook called Grace Chapel Cares. And that's where someone can share a need that they might have or post something that they're willing to give to help others. You know, God can use our gadgets to reach people all around the world with the gospel. In fact, that's what we're seeing happen with our podcast. You know, it requires a gadget of some sort to be able to pull it up and listen to. Yet we're seeing this happen in close to 90 countries now and over 1,500 cities around the world. Isn't that amazing? You know, we do track our podcast uh, and how many times and where it's being downloaded. And that's just amazing. It's getting out there. And we're so glad that you're listening. And I ask you, what are some of your favorite gadgets? You know, you can always let me know through the, my email there. And uh, are you finding ways that you can use them to reach the lost and show love? Because, you know, we should all try to see how we can do that in our lives more and more each and every day. For doing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church, and more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. So won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us, and God bless. God bless.